new little mini episode just because, if I'm being totally honest with myself, when I think of me and pop culture and taking it in, I do think of RuPaul's Drag Race. That is just reality, and to not talk about it just feels crazy. So, of course, we are currently in RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 5 with, honestly, like, a pretty exciting cast when it was announced. I was very excited. So, unless you've been living under a rock, the contestants are Alexis Mateo from Season 3, where she placed third in All-Stars 1, where she came in 5th slash, slash 6th place, however you want to think about it. We have Blair St. Clair from Season 10, who came in ninth place. We have India Farah, who I must admit, very, very shocked. Um, when your most famous thing is that you were picked up on the runway, I mean, you know, I don't expect to see you again. But she did come in 10th place on her season. Then we have Juju B, who I was so excited for, because I love Juju B, and I didn't think we would ever get her again. She was from Season 2, where she came in third, and All-Stars won also, where she came in third slash fourth place, however you want to think about it. Then we have Mayhem Miller, season 10, 10th place. Ms. Cracker, so excited, season 10 also, came in fifth place. Then we have Shea Coulee, who is just going to win, uh, from season 9, who came in third slash fourth place. I mean, she should have won, just to be real, she should have won. And then R Rose Petals, like she had no idea. And also, I've heard tea that her costume she was supposed to wear got lost at the airport on the way to LA. So she had to put that look together with, I can't remember the designer, but some designer, and put that together in, I think, maybe a day, a couple of days. It was very, very fast. So this kind of sucks. I mean, granted, I think she was probably going to lose with the whole gag of the Rose Petals no matter what, but we'll never know. We'll never know. And then we have Mariah Paris, Mariah Paris Balenciaga from season three came in ninth place. Angina from season one, all the way from the beginning, who came in fifth place. And then also Britney Spears, and I mean Derek Barry, uh, season eight, fifth place. That's fine. Um, but you know, I was excited for this group, and honestly. It's been a pretty good season so far. First thing, we actually get untucked for the first time since All-Stars 1, which uh, don't even try to explain to me how they haven't had untucked the past couple of years. Especially, can you can you believe there was not an untucked for All-Stars 2? Like, truly insane. Insane. But lately, what they've been doing is they just show them backstage during the regular episode a lot more. So I, now we just get both. We just get more information. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. It's been a pretty good season so far. The first episode, India Farah randomly won. I mean, no one was expecting that. And she got to lip sync against Evie Oddly and be completely obliterated by Evie Oddly, who is still undefeated. She is, at, at this moment, still an undefeated lipstick assassin. And she sent Derek Barry home. Uh, Mayhem was also in the bottom. I did not agree with that. I think it should have been Angina and Derek, honestly, because I didn't like Mayhem's, because she did this, like, lip sync number, thing, but it was a mess, and you couldn't understand her words for most of it. But at least started strong, whereas, God bless Derek Barry, uh, it was a mess from start to finish. It was, it was uncomfortable. I, I, I covered my, my, my mouth in shock. It was just too much. 
And then the second week, I'm just catching up because, you know, we're so many episodes in. Uh, Shea Coulee won episode two, of course. She lip-synced against Alyssa Edwards, who is usually, like, Miss Lip-Sync Assassin. But somehow, she was just kind of whatever. Not not a single shablam. Not a shablam in sight. You know, I saw a high kick. That was about it. That week they sent Angina home, and I cannot really complain about that because I was so excited for Angina to come back. You know, I've been looking forward to her being on All Stars since the very beginning. I know there's been lots of behind-the-scenes drama for why it's taken so long, but she, like, finally got on, and I thought she would do better. I really did. But I also thought about how she's from a really early season, namely the first one, and it's a completely different show. I mean, literally the prize money is... Uh, I think the first season they got 20000 was it 20000 or 15000 It was very... Yeah, it was not a lot. And now it's like... If, let's say it was 10000 It's like, you know, 10 times that. It's, it's, you know, so it's crazy. But I don't know. It was nice to have her. It was nice to have some time. But she just seemed very uncomfortable and not very confident that she had vocal issues. So, you know, it just sadly was unfortunate that... But it... I guess it is what it is. Granted, I would have sent home India Farah, because at least on Gina, I was still interested in what she was doing, even though I didn't love her look in the number. But India, I was indifferent to her, and I wasn't focused on her during her verse. Like, I at least looked at Angina the whole time she was doing her verse. I was looking over at Jujubee, Miss Star Jujubee, all during India's verse. So, but unfortunately, Angina went home, and then this past week... Here we go. Jujubee finally won a challenge. This is her third time on the show. She has somehow never... She's made it, by the way, to the final three every single time she's uh, competed so far, but without ever winning a challenge. And if that's not fierce, <laughs> I don't know what it is. So it was exciting for her to finally get a challenge win. And then Monet Exchange, love, was the lip sync assassin. And she kind of whooped, whooped Juju's ass. I was, I was thinking it was going to be... A real, you know, competition, but no, I'm sorry. It was all Monet. They did. They lip sync to Juice by Lizzo. I mean, come on. And this is where I get, I riot. So the bottom three were India Farah, Mariah Paris Balenciaga, and Shea Coulee. Now, first of all, Shea Coulee should not have been there. That is insane, true insanity. For whatever reason, I guess, though, they wanted to have the drama of having her in the, be in the bottom. And so the audience would be on the edge of their seat wondering, oh my god. <laughs> but the thing is, with this show, they have disappointed us as far as winners as a fandom two All-Stars in a row. Because they're famously All-Stars 3, Shangela or Benjelacram should have won the season, but then Benjelacram cut herself out. And then the Queens, for whatever reason, decided to hold a grudge on Shangela. With Quifa Wadley and set her home. And then All Stars 4, it was very clearly turning out to be Manila's season. And I am a Manila stan. I love Manila. She is for sure like top three favorite queens of the entire show to me. So I was very excited about her winning All Stars 4 from what I thought was going to happen. Because I thought, you know, she won, she deserves it. 
But two, she is like an old school all star. Like she's not from one of the one of the newer seasons. She's from you know season three. So I was really loving the idea of the fandom um, having her as a winner because it it I like when when the fans connect back to the early seasons because I feel like a lot of these newer younger fans you know they love the show and that's great but they if you list any queen before season five and they have no idea who you're talking about unless it's like Latrice or um like I don't know like eh, I guess BB at this point and you know so it just would have been nice but then she, she, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad at anyone. I know a lot of people were mad at Naomi Smalls for sending her home. Naomi was just playing a game, you know, she was there to win. And she knew that if she sent her home, she had a better chance of winning. Cause she knew if Manila was there, she just pretty much was not going to win. Cause I will say if, if Naomi had just slayed the finale episode, she definitely would have been an underdog winner, but they, she could have, they could have edited together a version of her winning that show, but then she just kind of fell a little flat for, for me personally in the finale. So we got our, our double win, <laughs> her Monet and Trinity win, which was so clearly not planned because they did not film a version of them tying. They had to edit together their separate, because they, I don't know if everyone knows this, but on Drag Race, they record multiple crownings in the finale so that it can't get leaked who the winner is. Uh, but they didn't even, and sometimes they have actually filmed versions of there being a tie. They did not even film a tie. <laughs> they just, um, yeah, they put, <laughs> like, their two footages together. It was just bizarre. But, so this season, my thing with Shay Coulee, to circle back to what I was even talking about, I feel like if she doesn't win this season, the fans are just going to riot and they're going to start being just pissed off at All-Stars. And it's going to start getting to a point where we say, listen, you need to stop making it be up to the girls who goes home because it's not fair because it's too much pressure and they don't... Here's thing, they can control the narrative better if the judges controlled it. You know, I just... My perfect, I, I had heard a rumor this was going to be the format this season. I heard the format was going to change. I had heard that the format change was going to be this, which it's not, which I wish it was. I heard that every week there was going to be one winner. So that was right. There was one winner for each challenge, each week's challenge. But I heard that it was going to be the winner instead of doing any sort of lip syncing, just wins, you know, wins a prize, cool, congratulations, you win the challenge. But then um, they get to choose who of the bottom three doesn't have to lip sync, and then the bottom two would just lip sync for their life, the way they usually would. And that I like better, because one, the judges get to decide who they think one, obviously. So they are in control in that way. And also, it um, it gives the queen some power, you know? Because if, say, you're a queen, you're an all-star, you're so excited to be there, you do not want to go home, and then you just get eliminated, you had no power. You had nothing that you could do. You had to just sit there and wait to see if you get sent home. And I think what makes the regular season so powerful are the lip sync for your life because there's so much there's so much drama there's so much drama 
But they say, even the room, you know, contestants have talked about how there is a lot of drama in the room. It, you, it's, it's, yes, you at the, ultimately know at the end of the day, it's not going to be life or death for your career, but it is a big moment. You've wanted to get there. You want to win. Everyone who goes there wants to win the show. And a lot of time you go home before you feel ready. Sometimes queens are lucky to be more in the headspace of knowing it was their time, but for everyone else, you know, they want to fight. And at least if you go home and you lip-synced, um, I mean, it might be worse in a way because you just beat yourself up, but at least you know you you had a chance, you know, and it just wasn't your day. But if you don't even get to lip-sync, you're, you're just sent home from someone. You just wait <laughs> in a chair until someone either says your name or doesn't, and then you either go home or you don't. It's just, it's very powerless, which feels weird for, you know, they're all-stars. Why are you treating them so, so hor horrible? I don't know. So, yeah, happy for Juju. They did send home Mariah Paris Balenciaga this week. I was not happy about that. I was really enjoying her. You know, I forgot how much I enjoyed her until she was on this season, and she just, she has such an air about her of, you know, old, old school drag, but in, not in a way that feels stuffy or boring. It just feels really entrenched in this legacy. Just, I, I love her vibe. And I just, I'm, I was more interested to see more from her than I was from, like, India Farah. You know, I don't mean to feel like just, I'm just shitting on India Farah, but I, I just, I feel like we got a really exciting moment from her in the premiere when she did so well in the first challenge, and there was definite drama from having her send home Derek Barry because they hate each other. But after that, there really hasn't been anything else super interesting with her, you know? Like, it's, she's kind of just there. I'm never really pumped to see what she does in any of the challenges, so, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just excited to see her go. If it was up to me, I would say she goes home next, for sure. And my predicted top four at this point, I feel like I'm pretty solid in this. I'm thinking it's going to be Shea Coulee, Juju B, Alexis Mateo. Well, actually, yeah, I'll say Alexis Mateo, and then I'm gonna say Ms. Cracker. Part of me wants to say Blair St. Clair, but I just have a feeling that Cracker's gonna go a little further. Just in all of her promo for the season, she seems really happy and at peace, which doesn't necessarily, I guess, mean she goes to the finale, but she just seemed much more bubbly and excited about the process. So that's that's my four. I could be wrong. I'm usually wrong. Uh, I famously, I think it was season 10, my predicted top four was Dusty Ray Bottoms, Yua Hamasaki, Ms. Cracker, and I think I had said, I think I did say... Monet Exchange. Yes, I was four for four. <laughs> Completely wrong. I just go with my heart. I go with what my initial reaction tells me, just to see how, mostly to see how far things go off track from where I thought they were going to go. So anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this little mini episode, just me rambling about Drag Race. You know, you can either listen to these or not listen to these. <laughs> um, I'll probably just do one of these every Sunday after I watch a new episode and if there's anything else interesting in pop culture that came up in the weekend, then maybe I'll talk about it. Maybe I'll give someone a call. Um, but yeah, like, give me feedback. You know, feel free to DM me on Instagram. It's at in another world pod. 
Uh, thank you so much to all of the new listeners and new followers that I've met. I've been really networking with so many people in the podcasting community over the weekend, and it's been so much fun and really eye-opening. You don't think about how many people are making shows all over the world. I, like, I, I joined a couple of groups on Facebook also, and I just I just posted, hey, I want to meet some LGBTQIA podcasters. You know, hit me up if you want to. And instantly had, you know, 50 comments. I followed so many new shows. I have so many new podcasts in my Apple podcast. I do promise to everyone who I said I would listen to their shows. I absolutely mean it. Just, you know, give me a second. Um, I will eventually get through all of them. But it's been really fun. So thank you so much to the new people for the new follows, the new listens. I'm excited to keep pumping out the material. Uh, episode two will be coming out this week. Uh, I did have to send the audio to an to a audio uh, specialist because we tried a new recording setup because I everyone was recording in the same room. And it seemed, at first, I tested the audio and everything seemed like it was going to be fine. And then when I played it back, it just had issues. So it's this is all still a learning process. And I, I hope to just keep getting better and quality to keep going up for you guys so that it doesn't sound like I'm recording uh, in a fish tank. <laughs> so I hope you all have a great rest of your weekend. And I'm excited for you to hear from the episode this week. Have a good day. Bye.